Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Michigan State Hockey Podcast, talking MSU hockey. My name is Brad LaPlante, and I am your host today. Uh, the transfer portal's closed, so that is pretty big news. Um, some other Big Ten hockey news. Uh, Logan Cooley uh, from Minnesota announced that he is not signing with the Arizona Coyotes and is instead returning for another college hockey season as a sophomore. So it's not uh, not very common that you have a Hobie finalist go out and uh, come back to college, but that is going to happen. Very interesting stuff, actually. I mean, specifically, if you've been following the NHL, uh, obviously, you know, Arizona had that big news this week with their arena not getting a vote in Tempe, Arizona. And so now the future of the Coyotes franchise is sort of in flux and nobody knows what is going to happen. And the NHL continues to grasp at straws to find a way to make that work in Arizona, despite it not working at all. So that's what's happening in the NHL right now. Uh, as And that's the Big Ten news. So that's kind of what led that to that. And Logan Cooley might be the best player in college hockey next season, assuming that Adam Fantilli goes out and signs with whatever NHL team drafts him. But that is not uh, not really what we wanted to focus on today with the new episode. Uh, we got a big show planned for you today. Obviously, these are not too long. Um, I try to keep these short for the most part, but we will see what happens. Uh, we have Adam Nightingale on today to discuss Michigan State's past season and really just uh, just in general, just kind of a um, an overview of of. Adam Nightingale's philosophy and things like that. Just a quick interview, uh, you know, just uh, chat with him, if you will. So uh, the portal obviously closed. Um, just kind of give you sort of a quick rundown of what happened for Michigan State this season. They had a relatively small amount of players enter the portal, and they kind of got a big gain back from the portal. So uh, right now, as of today, Michigan State's portal situation is uh, they got four uncommitted players. So they got Ryan Nolan, a forward, and then they got two defensemen in Powell Connor and Cal Dybitz. Both have two years of eligibility left. Nolan just has the one. And Pierce Charlson, the goaltender who, um, you know, like many others, saw Trey Augustine coming in, top goaltender in the NHL draft, and was like, peace, I am out. So he's got two years of eligibility left as well if he uses that COVID year that he so desperately desires. The next one, uh, next we're going to talk about Michigan State's outgoing prospects, so players that have entered the portal and already left uh so to start zach dubinsky who is the forward he went to vermont uh center jesse tucker went to clarkson and then kyle haskins another forward went to canisius and aj hodges left winger went out to bentley so those are all players that went out to other schools and altogether, those players that uh, that uh, we've lost, um, both in the portal and have already signed with other schools, uh, 16 points of production. Just just throwing that out there. 16 points, right? 
Pierce Charlson, three games played last season, an 836 save percentage. Not great. He only started, if I'm correct, one game, and he gave up five goals or something like that. Still got the win, but it wasn't his best performance. He's definitely a better goalie than the stats suggest. And then incoming, this is where it gets fun. Uh, Michigan State is gaining right wing Reed Lebster. He has one year of eligibility. He's from UMass, and he was on the 2021 National Championship team that UMass had. And center Red Savage, a Detroit Red Wings draft pick in the fourth round of the 2021 NHL draft. He is coming in from Miami. Red Wings fans will be happy about that. He's got two years of eligibility remaining. And then Isaac Howard is a left wing coming in from the Tampa Bay Lightning. He is a, or I'm sorry, he's a Tampa Bay Lightning draft pick. The first round, number 31 overall. He's coming in from Minnesota Duluth. Sort of a win-win situation with them because there's not really a place there for him with the Bulldogs. And as for Michigan State, they can definitely use him. And, I mean, you know, uh, he'll probably do well on a top line here. Uh, defenseman James Crossman adds some defensive depth. Uh, he has one year of eligibility. He comes in from an Ivy League school, um, and, and you know, as as you might not know, uh, Ivy League schools do not allow athletes to participate on grad level. Uh, status. So James Crossman coming in as a grad player. He is from Brown University. And like I mentioned, uh, the Ivy League did not give an exception for COVID uh, for the coronavirus. So, you know, we will see how much Michigan State gets use out of him. Uh, and then there's right wing Joey Larson, who's got three years of eligibility remaining, and he is from Northern Michigan. Uh, all good players, um, 2022 to 23 production gained 92 points. So if you care about production, this is definitely a transfer class for you. Now, I, we don't know what the roster is going to look like yet. Have no idea. Genuinely no. I mean, we have some idea and that's kind of what this is, uh, sort of this update sort of going to be about. Uh, but um, coming into next year, uh, I, you know, we, we still have technically Powell Connor, Cal Dybitz, Ryan Nolan, and Pierce Charlson technically still on the roster, but they overall are kind of, uh, you know, on their way out. So we will pretend like they don't exist. Um, as far as incoming players though, players that have signed their, uh, NLIs, players that we we know are coming in to on the roster. Uh, Victor Hertig, who is, um, he wears number three. He's returning. Nash Neenhouse, defenseman, also returning. David Gucciardi is also returning as a junior. Uh, Matt Baskell will return for his sophomore season. He's also a defenseman. Then we got uh, forwards, Jeremy Davidson, Tiernan Shouty, Nicholas Mueller, and Daniel Russell. And then Tanner Kelly, Gavin Best, Carson Dorwart, and goaltender John Moore. All of them are returning to the roster. Now about half of the roster is going to be made up of new players. We got uh, Reed Lebster 
as mentioned, Red Savage, Isaac Howard, James Crossman, and Joey Larson. Now, incoming freshmen, it's where it gets a little bit different and very interesting, actually. So the first person I'm going to mention or the first player is going to be Maxim Sturback, who is a, coming in as a freshman. He's a defenseman, played with the Sioux Falls Stampede in the USHL. He is an 18-year-old eligible for the 2023 NHL draft, projected about a second or third round draft pick. Now, uh, next is Owen Baker. He comes in as a freshman. Justin Varner also coming in as a freshman. Both of them in the USHL. Owen Baker with Waterloo and Justin Varner with Youngstown, who just won the Clark Cup. So, Justin Varner on a championship roster. Then we have Gavin O'Connell, who is... A right wing, he is, it was actually a flipped commitment from Minnesota Duluth, some weird Minnesota Duluth pipeline going on here, uh, for me, but he's from Wayzata, Minnesota. He is also uh, played with Waterloo this past season uh, in the USHL. Then we got Finnish uh, forward, Ga- I mean, I'm sorry, Tommy Manisto, who is 19. He comes from Tapara, the U-20 league in Finland. Right, and uh, he actually used to play. I believe Sturback used to be in the same exact um, league at some point until Sturback came over to the North America. But before that, he was actually in the same exact fin- uh, Finnish league. It's SM Sarja. So uh, with the Tapara team is is Tommy Manisto, and then we have goaltender Trey Augustine, also eligible for the 2023 NHL draft. He is also projected to be. Uh, second round, third round, he's projected the third best goalie in the draft. We will see where he goes. Not a lot of teams like taking goalies smaller than six one or six three, but you know, a six one goalie still not incredibly small, but he's got that puck stopping skill. So we will see. Uh, Augustine, obviously coming from as we've mentioned on this podcast from the Team USA NTDP in the USHL. So next, uh, we got Luca DePasquo, who is a freshman. He's a goalie that MSU sort of called up technically, or, or I mean, I don't know if you want to use the phrase called up because technically it's not a call up. It's a signing, but either way, that's kind of how I, I view it because if Charleston was still on the roster, DePasquo doesn't see college college game this year, right? So that's the main reason DePasquale was here. He would have either spent another year in the BCHL or he would have jumped, made the jump to the USHL. He's definitely good enough for that. But he's a Livonia native who had an incredible 922 save percentage in the BCHL this year with the Penticton Vs who won the Fred Page Cup, which is the championship for the BCHL. Big stuff from DePasqua, who's, I mean, just because Augustine's got this huge, I mean, he's this big goalie, he's coming in, it's going to be great, right? DePasqua ain't no, ain't no snob, right? Like, he is not a, a, a klutz. He's not, he's, he's a good goalie. Okay. That, that's, I mean, that's the first thing you got to know about him. He's a good goalie. He's coming in. And, um, I mean, everyone's very excited. So, uh, two freshman goalies, two very good freshman goalies coming in, uh, you know, I don't know. There's not much else to say. It's going to be very interesting to see how that sort of tandem works and how much games actually get split between the two. Um, I don't anticipate John Moore to spend any playing time. I'm not going to lie. 
but um, secondly, there are two players who may make the roster who I te- who I don't have down as signing their letters of intent yet. And that is Patrick Geary and Austin Oravets, two defensemen who could make their way onto the roster, who could not, who could be replaced. We don't know. We won't know for sure until around the beginning of June. And so that's kind of where we are right now. Tucker Shedd, Riley Basson, Owen West, Dylan Wegner, and AJ LaCroix are all also players that could technically be up to make the roster, but we don't actually know if they will. Uh, it's kind of those, that's kind of where MSU's like up in the air. Um, two to three spots remain on the roster, uh, the open spots, I should say. And so we'll see. We'll see where Michigan State where Michigan State is right now. I'm pretty sure they have 28 guys, but they could use a couple more defensemen, and that is kind of what that they're basically the only open spots would be to replace the two defensemen that are still in the portal. That's basically, to my understanding, where we're at, and we don't know. So we will see. Uh, it's it's good stuff. I mean, the portal's closed, so nobody else can enter the portal unless there's a coaching change or your financial uh, aid or scholarships are pulled. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see where this team is, and we'll obviously have an update for you when Michigan State does announce their roster at the beginning of June, and we will see. So it's it's very exciting. It's, it's all, um, you know... Michigan State's got a, a ton to look forward to as far as their hockey team. If you need to jump on a bandwagon and are upset about the football team, if you're upset about you know whatever it may be, uh, Michigan State hockey recruiting is going well. So uh, without further ado, I did want to have a quick conversation this week with Adam Nightingale uh, to, to just to talk about the you know season, the very. Um, I guess you would call it an underdog sort of season. Michigan State wasn't really thought of very highly before coming into this year, but Michigan State ended up, um, you know, winning a Big Ten game. Not only did they win the tournament game against Notre Dame, but they also won the series against Notre Dame. And then they played very well against Minnesota the following week. So, um, I wasn't expecting Michigan State to put up much of a fight against Minnesota, especially, con- you know, uh, we weren't sure, right, with with how the games had gone against Minnesota before. And, I mean, just the talent, that's, I, I think that says less about what Mi- Michigan State was and more about how good Minnesota was because expecting Michigan State to beat Minnesota not only was just asking Michigan State to do something that's very, very hard to do, but also... Just Minnesota had one of their best years in recent history. So uh, expecting them to to Michigan State to somehow and beat Goliath was was very much out of the cards from day one, I think, especially with the new roster, the new coach. Michigan State was just not in a place to do that. I think when and you saw the talent gap, especially right. So. Uh, very exciting stuff. We're we're very happy to have a, a discussion with Adam Nightingale. Thank you for his time and everything. And uh, without further ado, here is the interview. When you um, took on the job at Michigan State, what was um, like going through your mind? Uh, I'm super thankful. You know, I think you know you get an opportunity like this. There's a lot a lot of people, um, you know, that have invested and in, you know 
took time to mentor mentor me. You know, my family. We we moved moved a lot, and you know, kids going to different schools. My you know, my parents always support me. My in laws. I think just a lot of emotions of you know appreciation. Uh, everyone talks nowadays about uh, you know culture establishing that, especially when you take on uh, sort of a new program. Um, what is what are your what's your philosophy on that? Like, how do you um, approach that? Yeah, I mean, it's a, you're right. It's a bit of a buzzword in sports, right, or, or in business and everything. I think everyone shoots for that, and um, it just to me, at the end of the day, it's um, the environment you create on a daily basis. Um, you can put words on the walls and all that stuff, but I think it's uh, just just and how you interact with 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 people on a daily basis, both the people. Um, that you work with, the people that you coach, um, the people that work at the rank, um, everyone that's involved with everyone in the community. I think it's just a, um, how you go about your business on a daily basis. Can you speak a little bit to uh, the new Mun renovation and how do you think that that um, you know, helped your uh, first season at MSU? Yeah, um, you know, our guys took full advantage of it, you know, and I think, you know, just having the space, you know, I, I see the guys there wearing out our shooting room to have the space to, to, to go over video and film with the guys, um, to rehab if we do have an injury, you know, all that, that space is awesome. Um, you know, the weight room is obviously super special and the, again, the space there and the, and having Will as our strength coach, you know, I think, um, that was huge for our team and, you know, we make sure we tell them like, you don't need, um, you don't need all this to be a great hockey team. Um, but if you're, if you, understand that and you take full advantage of it it can it can be a separator you know and um i thought our guys did that this year last season michigan state didn't really use the portal you know outside of you know being supplemental filling holes things like that um but this year it looks like the way that the portal's being used uh is to put the team over the top um what's your philosophy on that like what do you think of the portal and um how do you plan on using it going forward yeah you know, I think when you look, if you step back, um, you know, anytime there's a coaching change, there's, you know, there's any sport, there ends up being a little, some roster movement, you know, and I, I got the job May 3rd um, of last year. The, the portal, I closed on May 1st. So, you know, if I look at, I'm looking at our roster now, I'm looking at how many guys they had gotten the previous staff. So one, two, three, three guys and then we added um Muka. we added three more um because we had still were had lost guys in the portal you know so we added Muka, st cyr um and nolan so like i think long term i don't want to not looking to live in it but the reality is we had 10 seniors and then we had guys that moved on in the portal so we, we had um we had i think it was 13 total openings and um, didn't want to bring in 13 freshmen and you got to spread your classes out so you know in the future you have room space so to me if you're going to go into the portal you're going to you, you want to go after the best guys it's not we're not going to get it's Michigan State you know so <laughs> right. you know, we get the best guys and so and I told our guys that I think that the greatest uh, driver and, and development is competition and um, we need we need we need the best players we can get in here to, to compete and practice to, so guys are pushing for spots online but that's how you find out you know being the best version of yourself is being a true pure competition so 
the guys coming back and the guys that we got in the portal and the guys we recruited that no one said you're going to be on the power play or you're going to be on the first line. It's, it's you, you have a spot and that's up to you. Um, and I, I, I truly believe in that, that competition side of it. And um, the guys that embrace that will really take off. And just to kind of, um, I, I wanted to wrap up uh, with, uh, just looking ahead to next season, um, you know, I've, you know, you mentioned it's Michigan State. You know, should be uh, one of the top college hockey programs in the in the country. Um, what do you think are like preliminary, super, you know, super early uh, goals that you can set for yourself next season? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm more of a daily guy. You know, like I know there's different philosophies on different stuff, and I know it seems pretty re- repetitive, but. Um, we want to continue like uh, with the, the culture we've set and the environment we've set of, of how much practice matters to our team. Um, we want to continue with how much the weight room matters to our team um, and make sure we're improving every single day. And I, I think there is still that for us. Is um, I do think we've earned a, a little bit of respect here in college hockey, but not not to the level that I think that our program should warrant. You know, and we got to earn that. Um, and you, you got to do that. It's not from anyone running their mouth and it's about it's with your actions and your play and um so i think you know just starting off you know on the right foot and, and not conference you know and, and then getting into big temple play and we want to be a team that uh, you know much like we did for stretches this year uh, be be a really good team in our league and um i think if you look at that if, you, if you're able to be one of the better teams in our league you're you're one of the better teams in the country and then once you, you do that, you can you get into the tournament. And then once you get in the tournament, anything can happen. So you know, I think still staying with that narrow focus on on a daily basis, doing things at a, a world class, unique level. That was Adam Nightingale from Michigan State, the head coach of Michigan State hockey. Thank you again to him for uh, taking the time to speak with us. Uh, we really, really, really do appreciate it. Um, next week we might have an episode. Not a hundred percent sure. Eh, probably not. We'll be we'll be off again. But uh, but other than that, we'll see you again next time. Not really doing the week by week episodes uh, during the off season. Just not enough to talk about. But we will give some sort of draft update. Draft is coming up soon at the end of June. So we will see in a month what is going to happen with Sturback. What's going to happen with Augustine. And then there's also Michael D'Angelo to talk about who may or may not get taken as well. So we're just not sure what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, regardless, thank you so much for enjoying this podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Brad LaPlante, L-A-P-L-A-N-T-E, and I will see you guys again in the next one.